Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would do what needs to be done, that you would fill our hearts and our mind like never before. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would meet every need in the building, that you would strengthen your people like never before. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would come in, hide me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If I was gonna pick a topic today, it would be if I find favor. If I find favor. The subtopic, it would be favor is going to find you in this season. And one of the things that God was speaking to me about in this season, it's going to take the favor of God. And I, I'm going to give you the definition for favor. It says this, approval, support, or it says liking for someone or something, an act of kindness beyond what is due or unusual. And these are the things that's what it's going to take in this hour because the way the things are coming down in the earth now, if you don't have the favor of God, you are going to be in trouble. It's not enough just to be in salvation. It's just not enough paying your tithes and offering. If you are not sealed according to what the word of God says, if you're not sealed, God is going to have to have no place of trying to find who you are because you're sealed. That stamp of approval is on you. Everybody now is talking about their saved, but do they have the seal? You got to understand something. If you're not born again, if you're not totally giving your life over to Jesus Christ, and if you're serving all other type of gods in your house and on your job and with your friends, and if you're coming into the house of God acting like you one way, but you're not fully sealed, the enemy's going to have free reign with you. He's going to take you down. He's going to destroy you and your family. He's going to take your money. He's going to take your husband. He's going to take your children inside. Because the seal of God and his approval is not upon you like you saying or confessing with the outer man. But the inner man is dying and decaying. Because they have not turned their will over to God. There's many things in this life that drives your will and your desires. If they're not in the place and lining up with the word of God, you are going to be in trouble. You in this hour don't need to be worried about what your neighbor is doing. You don't need to be worried about what the pastor is doing. You don't need to be worried about what your boss or whoever it is is going on. You need to be worried about what is happening and the storm and the tornado is within man. And it has a display to come out. So that's why people are nasty to you. Because of the turmoil that's within them. How does turmoil happen? It happens when something in the body is not connecting to the things of God. It happens when a person doesn't know God. You can take your children, you can take yourself to church, but if the word does not get in them, when the turmoil happens, it doesn't mean anything. There's nothing holding that turmoil in place until deliverance comes. 
Because let's be real about it. When you first go through a turmoil or, or a shock or whatever it is in your life, you don't get deliverance. Deliverance comes down. You got to come to yourself. Let's be real about it. I'm talking about the favor of God. It's going to have to find you in this hour. And God is searching. And he's looking. As he always has when he did it with Abraham and Moses. He was looking for a righteous man. Not a self-centered man. Not a wayward man. Not a rebellious man. Before he destroyed the earth, he was only one man. And he saved him and his household. And when I look and see all of this turmoil that is within the houses, within ourselves, and you think of because somebody calling on Jesus and speaking in tongues and God using them, that makes them righteous? It doesn't. But when I look at the evidence in the house and through their children, there's still some turmoil. There's still some things that God has to deliver us on the inside, and that's from the pulpit to the back door. And then when we walk it out, the turmoil that's within us and that we did to other people. So when somebody else comes in and do you wrong, you want to hold that, but you're not looking at what you sown in the earth. And now what man has sown in the earth, it is coming back for force. Clean up your own life. Go back, leave your gifts to the altar and repent. It's not for you. It's for them. But in this message, it's for you. That God can see that you're humbled. That God can see that you're trying to make a turnaround. When you face those things with inside of you that keeps you in a place that separates you from God, then that's when God knows that you're serious about him and serious about your change. But as long as you sit in a place of self-denial and want to say, no, they did that to me, or this is happening and I'm not going to go back and repent, I'm not going to do anything like that. Oh, but you got to go here to Galatians, and I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Now the works of the flesh are evident. You already know it. You want the favor of God. You're going to have to clean up the works of your flesh. And what you have not learned to do was be self and self-denial of yourself. Self-denial of your will. It's time now that you need to have the seal and approval of God upon you. And if you're not walking in the ways of the word of God, you're walking and serving some other God. Do not deceive yourself because you come to church. Are you faithful doing this that the spirit of Christ is dwelling richly or strongly within you? But yet when you go home with all of these turmoils, when you go home with all of these evil thoughts and evil ways, uh, and then you want to just think because you're behind closed doors that nobody sees what you're doing. Huh? God, he said, I behold the good and the evil. I sit high and I look low. You need to understand something. God is looking at man now. A lot of people are not going to make the second coming of Jesus Christ because of what is going on within them. Huh? And because they are looking at everything 
anything else. It's easy as long as I'm pointing at Trinity, I'm never going to see the faults within myself. Now it's time to withdraw from yourself. Withdraw from those things that seems like it keeps you bound and shackled. You got to let go of the flesh. You got to let go of the things and the wars within yourself. And if you have been in church 35 years and you want to talk about what your mom and your daddy and your husband and your girlfriend did, you ain't saved. You ain't delivered. You may have salvation, but it's fucking walking in the dead. Full salvation in your inheritance. You're not. You just halfway through the door. We're trying to get through the door any kind of way except what God is telling us to do. I may be saved, but how deep in this thing are you in walking in salvation? You need to understand something. Why you're 30, 40 years in the gospel and you still a babe in Christ and Jesus Christ is soon to come and all of these things are happening in the earth and God is moving like he's never moved before but there's still a place in your life that you have not surrendered to God. There's something about you that God is trying to get the best out of you but you keep trying to give it over to Satan. You listen to Satan rule and demand everything in your life and you can't even control your own will and self-denial. You need to fast and pray and turn your face to the wall so the wrath of God will not fall upon you in your house. An act of kindness beyond what is due or unusual. Jesus Christ died on the cross. Showed us that act of kindness that you don't get the judgment that you truly deserve. He's giving you favor, but you're looking at everybody else for favor. T.D. Jakes made a comment years ago, favor ain't fair, but let me tell you what the Holy Ghost told me. Favor is fair in the eyes of God. Let's go to Matthew 5, 45. And this is Jesus doing the Sermon on the Mount. And I, I am going to focus on 45, but I have to go to, to 43. And this part of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 is dealing with one thing, love. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And this is the world telling you. But I say to you, this is Jesus talking, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, and do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Verse 40. That you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and, and on the unjust. But I want to break this down to you. About sends rain on the just and the unjust. It says the unjust man or woman could have done something in the will of God. You need to understand something in the church. need to understand something. God is using those things on the outside, what you're calling evil, to bless 
who he's telling them to bless. And you need to understand that people's hearts are growing cold. You need to understand something in this hour. And I told this church years ago, in this last hour, you thinking that the battle is going to be with the people in the world. You need to understand something. When you read the scriptures and get an understanding and a revelation, Jesus Christ, or Jesus critics, and the people that he was coming against was his own people. The church is in war with itself. That's where the real battle is going on. And you sit here seeing that the world is in harmony. But the church is headed for a downfall like it's never seen before. And we're going to be fighting against ourselves. But you're so busy looking at what people are doing on the outside and who's persecuting you. Some of them may be saved. Some of them may not be saved. But let's look at the war that you're holding on to about the things that's happening in your life. Something has brought this trauma to you. Something has brought this war on the inside of you. You need to get into a place in God that you really let go. Sometimes you can hold on to something so long it becomes a part of you and it changes who God has originally meant for you to be. So a lot of times this war and these things that we're going on and we're doing in life, you have not truly given your life to Christ. You have not truly laid those things down at altar. You, what you did was you came and gave God a shell, but you didn't give him the organs and the workings of how the body and the brain functions. And you need to understand this. So when I talk about your level of salvation, you need to get to the place that you come back to the altar and put all the organs and all the other stuff that's in your inside of your body that man cannot see. And you need to come to the shell that you left at the altar and give God everything inside of you so you will understand what is happening this hour. You don't understand that the church is finna go through a terrible time. And some of you that week, lukewarm, you're not going to understand that this is the work of God. You're not going to understand that God is moving like never before. And you're going to sit there and say, I gave God my heart. But God said, no, you didn't. You only gave me an empty shell. But you took you out the door. You need to understand something. You confess something. But did you really confess your faults to one another? Did you really go back and make things right within yourself? And then while you were there 30, 40 years being saved, and you still mad at mom and dad and sister and brother and that first person that did you wrong but what about the other 12,000 people you did wrong I need favor it's going to find you in this hour because if you have the seal and the mark of Christ we got to get to a quiet place it's too much noise going on in your life now it's time to pull away to the secret place and you start pouring out all of that garbage all of that filth and perversion out of you and you take it in prayer don't be calling nobody about what's wrong with you they cannot fix you they just gonna sit there and say uh-huh uh-huh and are they really praying about it are they really travailing for God you calling them for help but God says I'm shutting the doors down you're not gonna be able to go like you think that you better go to different things and different people in your life you God says I'm looking for you you're not gonna bypass me to get to somebody else and get that person to come to me he said no you're the one that's gonna come to me I'm not seeing anybody else 
else's prayers concerning you. And I talked to you and told you what I expected of you. I told you I sent the word. I sent prophecies. I sent all of these things, the teaching and everything else. But you're still trying to bypass me and get somebody else to pray for you. No, God says I'm looking for you. You got to come prostate. You haven't gotten to the place you in sackcloth and ashes. They rip their clothes off. But you're not trying to rip off that old garment. You keep trying to put on another garment. Another garment on top of a dirty body. And the stench and the smell it's more bearable now that they can't even take it. And you're looking for somebody else to bear your stench, your, your perversion, your lies, your deceit, your secrets. On top of that old garment that you failed to let go of. It's time now to really find out where you are. The church is headed for a catastrophe. And if you're not born again, you're not going to be able to make it because you're not going to be able to see the what God is doing. And when God is doing a work, the first thing he does is take away your toys. And the second thing is make you feel like you're going crazy because you're in a state of rebellion. You need to understand something. The things in this earth is going to get terrible. And if you're not in a place, God is going to allow your children to drive you crazy. God is going to allow the pastors to drive you crazy. God is going to allow the doctors to drive you crazy. God is going to allow the people in your job to drive you crazy. God is going to shake up everything because the church is in a place they're terribly stiff neck. The church is in a place that they don't want to hear and hearken to the voice of God. So God is going to take away and deal with our toys. I don't, I'm don't. i not envious of anybody that got more than me. If you got to keep me poor, to keep me saying hallelujah. I'd rather be in a place that God can use me than have the riches of the world. And he can't use me. He turned his way his back from me. You don't understand this. You need to be in the place that God wants to do what he wants to do in your life. And I'm going to tell you this right here. It says you will have, it says you will not be able to move in an effective way in this hour unless you have favor from God. And I looked up the word effective. Effective. It's a successful in producing or desire or intent result, fulfilling a specific function. And it says, in fact, through not normal acknowledgement as such. But I like the third definition of effective. You got to understand something. There's a lot of people moving in church, but they're not effective. You got to come into the place that God perfects himself in you. What makes you perfect is not because of who you are and your degrees and all of the things, your clothes and your dressing and your job. What makes you perfected is that Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross 
for your sins and covered you and all of these things that we're doing in this life. You need to understand we're walking in the finished work of God. That means it already has been perfected. So we're walking behind the man that made the way for us. But you're looking at everybody else to open the door and make the way for you. The way has already been made because you don't understand your position. You don't understand what God has done for you. Then you're looking for everybody else to perfect what God has already given you. Man cannot touch this body. I don't care what they do. They will never be able to affect it the way God has intended to be because you don't understand that God has already prepared the way for us. But we got to do what he's telling us to do because favor has to fall upon this next generation in order to save the next generation. How can I bless you with something and I'm already cursed? And I looked up the last part of effective. A soldier fit and available for service. You need to understand who you are. You need to understand what God is trying to tell you in this last hour. God has already done it, but you want to still sit around and look at everything that's happening in your life. You still want to go in and do all of these different things in your life, and you don't understand that God is the one that's going to make a way for you. There's many doors. There's going to be many opportunities, but is it the one that God is calling you to do? You need to understand. It says you therefore, I'm in 2 Timothy, you don't have to go. You therefore must endure harsh as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. One of the things about it is the more the saints have gotten to the place that Christ has not become effective in them because now your strength is dying out and now you're going to need the favor and in the favor is the strength and the power of God. Deuteronomy tells you in the 7th chapter 28-7 tells you the enemy will come in one way and flee seven different ways. You need to learn how to have the power. You need to learn how to walk into the effectiveness of Christ Jesus that the devil will back up off of you. That demons will obey you. You tell him here to go and you do this and that. He says speak to the mountain of Zerubbabel. You can make your mountain a plain. Why is the mountain overtaking you? Why are you still there in the valley? There ain't nothing in the valley. But you need to get back into the mountaintop. You need to see what the God is saying about you. You need to see how great, oh how great thou art. Why am I all that great? Because Jesus Christ lives inside of you. We need to walk into the power. That favor is there. Find the favor of God is not in people. It's inside of me. It's inside of you. They need you. You don't need them. But because of the turmoil that's inside of you, you think that you need them. That's something about the enemy when you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus. You're going to always think that you need somebody else and their prayers and their maneuverings and their money and all of this kind of stuff. But no, they need you. They're there because you did it. But I just don't look for them to give it to me. You made it. Don't chase behind something because God has got a way that he's going to turn it around and they'll place everything in your hand. Because they have no other choice. But if I wait on the Lord and be of good cheer, <laughs> he shall <laughs> delight in our ways. I can wait a devil out because of the power of Christ in me. There's no time that the spirit of Christ cannot over 
come and overtake and maneuver. I got all the time in Christ Jesus. That's why I said let patient have this perfect work in you. You're trying to run ahead of the patient. And God said, I'm making you in this. He said, when I came and brought this thing out, you're going to see that it was me and you didn't have to work because you've been affecting. You have been effective. You have perfected those things that I told you to do. And now I'm giving you a time of rest. And that thing which you've been running and chasing behind is going to find you. They're going to run and find you because they ain't going to be nowhere else to go. They guys them fail and they ain't got nothing else to do but come to mom and daddy. You need to understand something. That's something about God. He never chased nothing. Don't you ever chase anything in this life. God will make the devil pay you. God will make the doctors give you a free bill of health. You need to understand what God is saying. God is moving in this hour. There's no power like the power of God. God, God is going to do what he said he's going to do. All I got to do is wait on him and be a good cheer. And he shall give me the desires of my heart. I'm going to wait and see till my change comes. Because of the Christ living me, I'm going to outlive the world until he takes me home. All the some blessing and promises, you're going to see it in this life. Because he's going to give me power. That the enemy's going to flee seven different ways. It's going to come one way. It's going to flee seven different ways. Seven is the number of what? Completion. The fullness. You need to understand what God is saying. Let's go to Psalms 75. We're talking about the love. On the mountain. Isn't it strange how he give you love on the mountaintop? Because he know there's going to be days of valleys when we're going to fall. Psalm 75. The verses that I'm, I'm going to read, 1 through 7. But 6 and 7 is the one I want to focus on. We gave, it says, we give thanks to God. To you, oh God. We give thanks for your wondrous works declares that your name is near. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up its pillars firmly. See lie. That means stop, pause, and think about it. I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For exaltation comes neither from the east nor the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge who pull, pulls down one and exalts another. I want to read you straight King James Version. That was the New King James Version. It says promotion comes neither from the, it says the east nor the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge who putteth down one and setteth up another. And I got a message for the church. We have left our first love. 
And I have to tell you what is happening now. And I'm gonna have to go back to Matthew, the fifth chapter. The church has reverted back. And God is withdrawing himself from the Gentiles. The doors of the closing of the Gentiles are at hand. So when I mean by God is withdrawing himself, that means what I mean by this is that the doors of the Gentiles are, are closing. But the Gentiles that got through the door, he's withdrawing himself because the church have allowed the world and the things or some of the things that they have not got delivered from to come upon them. And I'm going to read you this. Christians are going to start envying the sinner rich. They are going to have the money. In times past, Christians was on top. But now the wicked, the wicked is the people in the church is going to be on top. God is going, it says God is allowing these things to happen. He is in control. I looked at the word envy, it says desire to have a quality. It says possession or other desirable attributes belonging to someone else. Because we have allowed God to take us into a place now that God has blessed us, we have left our first love and money has become our sole desire now. And you have allowed to have you to think that if you don't have the million dollars, you're nothing. The only thing money does is buy the things that we need in the earth. But now you've been to see the, the prosperity of the wicked inside the church. And they are going to flourish. You're going to see a set of people that's in the church. They're going to have all the money. And they're going to be wicked as I don't know what. And God is going to take the church through a terrible state. That the people that's walking in the fullness of Christ are going to see something inside the church that they have never seen. And God is going to allow these things to happen so you can really see what has been underneath, how it's going to be coming up on top. And God gave me the fivefold ministry. And the things that the church have cursed are the very things that they were doing. And we don't understand what is happening now. And God is fit to take this promotion from them and giving it to them, but it's going to be spiritual things because the earlier church was blessed with money and different things. But they didn't have the power because when they took it, they made those things that God blessed them with, they made those things a priority over God. Now God is fun to promote, but this promotion is spiritual things. They're going to be able to have the power and the presence of God like never before. 
And that power that they're giving to this church is going to destroy the power that's in that church. And that's why when people are coming into a place now that you're going to be able to see who's really for God and who's not. And God is fit to turn some things around in the church. So go back with me to Matthew. It says 40, let me start at 44. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That is what we're going to have to do for this church. Because they're going to call you a liar. And when you tell them the truth. Envy is a what of the flesh. It's a trait of the, of the flesh. You're not going to be able to defeat this church if you're envious and jealousy. Because of the things that they have. Because it's not a work of the spirit. It's a work of the flesh. The things of the spirit of the spirit, the things of the flesh of the flesh. And God is going to allow this remnant to destroy that remnant in the house of God. Why you think Jalen ain't coming to do this? I give power to my church upon this rock. I build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail. But if you do not have the favor, you're not going to possess the power and that group is going to overtake you because your heart is going to be towards things and money and fame, fortune and riches and being a part of the crowd. And you're wicked. But those that have kept their mind and their heart on the things of God are going to have power to destroy this. There's an anointing and a power that's fallen in this hour upon the remnant that's going to be able to destroy the wicked. The Bible says turn one over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. They may not be saved, but their children or their grandchildren may come out of this. This latter-day war is not what you can see. But this latter-day war is about the spiritual realm. You so busy looking at that person being set free and delivered. But God said there's a generation that's not even birthed through the wombs that you're going to have to pray for. Because some of these people's children are going to be set free and delivered. They're grandchildren. Some of them may be set free and delivered. Because of the wickedness. And the power of God is going to move heavily amongst the true believers. They're going to walk into the power. They're going to walk into this latter day anointing. Because the church is fed for a terrible fall. Anything that you are enemies of, you cannot defeat. And you're going to have to love those that you knew that took your money and lied to you. They were on the mountaintop. Now they're in the valley, but the ones, that remnant that has the power, they're on the mountaintop and they're going to destroy. When you're in the valley, you can't see like you do on the mountaintop. The 
The head should be the tail and the tail should be the head. This is the changing of the guards that you see and read before you. But if you're asleep, you're not going to know what's happening. But those that have a spiritual eye in Christ Jesus are going to have a power and an anointing because of the work that God is going to do in this last hour. You keep looking for this old time anointing. You keep looking for what you had in the past. What you had in the past is not relevant for what is happening now. That's why it's called a fresh anointing. That's why it's called a new anointing. That's why God is moving and doing things like never before. That's why your children are coming out of the womb and got more sense than you. You need to understand what is happening. God is moving at a supernatural fast rate. And if the children and people of God, you need to understand something. They are going to be moving in a faster rate. They're going to be doing things like never before. You need to understand not only is technology, but you got to look at the sense and the wisdom that's coming up in our children. The enemy is trying to destroy the children. Look at the attacks. Everything is destroying what? The children. You need to see what's going on. And if you have a problem loving and forgiving the ones that you look at every day, you're not going to be able to help. You got to rid yourself of the fires and the flames and the tornadoes on the inside of you. It's not the hour now to hold on to these things that God has set you free. You need to learn how to walk into the power. You need to learn how to walk into the healing and the deliverance that God has already given you. How can you get greater deliverance and you're still stumbling on the first level of, of, of a healing and deliverance? Why is it the world that all that time they're delivering, people going back and forth, back and forth. God keeps delivering you, keeps delivering you. You haven't even gotten to the second and third deliver because you're still wasteful like the prodigal son of the first deliverance. And you get seven more. That's why the church has gone through a terrible state because he's trying to break that thing in us so we can come out and do the end time work. This is going to be the gathering of the eagles in high places to destroy the wickedness that's in the church. No, he's not going to stand Steve Harvey making jokes about it. He's going to send somebody that's strong and see the urgency of it. So Steve Harvey is not going to bring deliverance to the church. I'm just using him as a metaphor. Because you keep thinking somebody on the outside is going to come. God is going to use somebody on the inside to bring forth a deliverance to this wicked church that's here and that's coming up. You need to see this. Matthew 45. Matthew 5 and 45. That you may know, it says, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. Let's look at the church. The evil has already been there, but it's gotten to a place. But God used and blessed them. This was by the handiwork of God. Because 
God knew them before they were in their mother's womb and what they were going to be capable of. God already know what you're going to do next week. God going to know what you're going to do when you leave out this building. You're not fooling nobody but yourself. God already knows. It's not about what I can see, but it's what God can see. So you're saying, why would God do this? Because they still served a purpose. Your enemies serves a purpose in your life. Your adversaries, your struggles, your trials, your tribulations, they served a purpose. But you looked at it as your downfall and that God was cursing you. God just took whatever you did that was there to use it, to teach you and to give you wisdom out of it. But you took it the wrong way because you were looking at Trinity, but never looking at the evil stuff that you did to bring it upon your life. From the pulpit to the back door. The Bible says, no, not one is righteous. And sins reign on the just and on the unjust. God does that in my promotion. God does what he wants. It belongs to him. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? It says, do not, it says, do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greed your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. He's telling you about the tax collectors you get, they would get mad at. But you got to love everybody in this. Go to mean the revelations. Church of Emphasis. To the angel of the church of Emphasis, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labors, your what? Patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And it says you have Tested, it says, tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have preserved and have what patience, and says, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not, it says, become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. It says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. This is the message that the remnant is going to say to the wicked. Because everything that they judge the church for, the sheep, they have been a part of it. 
But when you look at people in general, we persecute people for what we are doing. But because our sins are hid, we think that we got the upper hand on them. But God was in the closet when you were doing it. Free yourself. Rid yourself of these works of the flesh. Ephesians tells you this. So when you got to come in and do something to help them out, the enemy is not telling you in your mind because you have been freed from these things that you can just do what God is telling you to do. But if you have not been free, you're not going to be able to come up against a demon that you already have. It ain't going to happen. You need to see this. You need to get into a place that God will put this favor upon you. Because favor is better than money. Having God's favor, having God's blessing upon your life, it will keep a lot of things from you. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen.